I think everybody knows Kendall Jackson wine. If you've ever shopped for wine, you've seen it. What I didn't realize is that it's part of Jackson Family Wines, which is wineries all over the world. It's a massive organization, but it's still a family-owned company. And uh, it looks like they're out you know, trying to dig up some new employees. They have an intern program to talk about. Rick Tigner is the CEO of Jackson Family Wines and joins us from sunny California right now. It's good to have you with us. Glad to be here. Sorry, are you in Napa right now? Well, I'm actually in Sonoma. So uh, Jess moved us to Sonoma back in 1993, and uh, what a beautiful place. So what, when did all this? When did all these acquisitions take place? I mean, I'm looking at Oregon, and you've got Napa and Sonoma, and what Australia, Italy, France. Yeah, you know it's interesting when uh, Jess Jackson was alive. He started this business back in 1982, and uh, he always knew that he wanted to be a land-based business, and he knew that uh, terroir was going to be the key to success. And so he actually started doing acquisitions back in the early 80s. When he bought a winery called, well, he built, he bought a vineyard down in Santa Maria and then created a winery there called Cambria. And then we had another winery we bought here in uh, Alexander Valley, which eventually became Stone Street. So the Jackson family has been, you know, very engaged in trying to find what I always say, world-class properties. You know, so when you, you mentioned Italy and uh, just bought, you know, 2,400 acres in this, uh, the center of Tuscany and this beautiful town. And when you look out over, you know, on the veranda, what do you see is that one of the most beautiful places on earth. Right. It's amazing, right? And then at the same time, he bought in Australia, probably in 2000. And then you go out to the McLarenville and you sit out on the veranda. What do you see? One of the most beautiful vineyards in the world. And so the Jacksons have been focused on, you know, really being a world-class wine company. And that really does come down to, and what Jess called it was, it's a there there. It's a place. It's a vineyard source. There's a winery. There are people. And so that's what's made it fun for me to work here for 30 years. But it's become a multifaceted business, too. Anybody who's ever been to, you know, been to Napa or any of the wine countries will know. In fact, it's true around here is that on the one hand, you know, you make wine and sell wine, but also it's sort of a resort. You have what a tremendous number of tourists that come through there in tastings. That's oh, a big part of the business, isn't it? Oh, it, it's incredible. So in the town I live in, Hillsburg, you know, we have probably four tasting rooms on the square. We probably have uh, 12 uh, wineries and tasting rooms within a 10-mile radius. And uh, like you said, it is sort of a resort atmosphere. It's fun. It's entertaining. It's edutainment. There's education and entertainment. And uh, it, it really is a passion of ours to actually – and what I tell people, what we're always trying to do is drive consumer demand. And what's, what, what better than a consumer demand where the consumer comes to your facility, talks to our employees, get engaged with our company, taste our beautiful wines, and hear the story? That's consumer demand. I love it that there's a wine train, too, so you have to, you have to watch your, your driving. Yeah. <laughs> well, the wine train is a beautiful experience. It goes up and down Highway 29. And I, and I didn't mention Napa. We own, you know, Fremark Abbey, a beautiful winery in Napa. And I think we probably have another three or four wineries in Napa as well, so... The Jackson Family Wine Portfolio is relatively diverse. Okay. Well, now as CEO, I can ask you the question a year late, a year removed. Is it pandemic proof, your business? No, nothing's pandemic proof. You know, so somebody once asked me a question, you know, did it, did the pandemic help the wine industry? And I would argue the pandemic didn't help anything, really. Yeah. I mean, it, it had its challenges. Uh, what the pandemic did, it, it forced us, you know, to, to move quick and think quick. And so we channel shifted. 
you know, a lot of restaurants, if not, I mean, you know, thousands and thousands of restaurants were closed or you know, went out of business. And a lot of our wineries are sold primarily only in restaurants. And so we had to pivot to what I call virtual reality. We do virtual wine tastings with all of our winemakers and their, and their, and their consumers. We got on board with things like Instacart and Drizzly and Wine.com to make sure that that online business, you know, where people were going because they couldn't go to a store to shop, that our wineries and our brands were out there. So I always tell everybody, one of the advantages of Jackson Family Wines is speed. Because we are family owned, we can move quick and make decisions pretty fast and, and take action. So I think that played to our advantage. And you had to. You, had to, you know, it's interesting you say that because this is something you couldn't have done a couple of years ago. There were liquor laws that certainly not going to let somebody, you know, pick up a bottle of wine at, at, a, at a liquor store and deliver it to somebody's house. That was against the law in virtually every state. Yeah. I, I think the great thing about local communities is that they adjusted and they adapted. You know, in our community, you couldn't, you know, drink, you couldn't serve outside. Well, they let them, you serve outside. They wouldn't let you take an alcoholic beverage in a cup and take it home. They, they, they loosened some of the regulations in some areas to make it more comfortable and really to try to maintain these small businesses trying to stay in business, you know, which, which, is, which has been challenging. There have been I, I, a fair number of barriers to your industry, one of which is I remember, I don't know, up until, what, five years ago or something, as a Texan, I couldn't visit, you know, one of your one of your wineries and have a case of wine shipped back to me in Texas. Yeah, I mean, really, when you think about America, it's 50 different laws, 50 different states. So, you know, markets like Texas might have changed five years ago. We still have some situations in other states like a, like a Pennsylvania where there's limited direct shipping. But uh, I think as we get you know older and we learn a lot more, I think I think people know that. Even if you buy wine in Texas online, you're still going to go to a, to a retailer in Texas and go buy wine. You're still going to go out to dinner and buy wine. So I don't think direct shipping has hurt, you know, the overall wine business. I think it's actually been a positive for all channels of business. Has it caught on around the country? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, not to go back to us, but, you know, when, when, when the pandemic hit, you know, we actually have a site called Our Wine Store, which our, our, our employees bought wine. In a matter of days, we, we switched it to yourwinestore.com, where now you can buy uh, products from all of our various wineries at one location, right? And then we ship it to you in the various states. Even at some point locally here, you could call up yourwinestore.com, and we would actually deliver to your house locally. And, you know, we, we, we thought about doing that before, but when the pandemic hit, we had to do it. And so it, it, it made us become very creative, and we had to be nimble to make these things happen in a short period of time. It's a wonderful time to be alive. <laughs> so, so everybody, I want to be you. I want to, I want to sit there in, in California and get on my horse and ride, you know, among the, the vines and taste the wines. But, but, but you are, you're what you're in the process of giving somebody an opportunity to, to intern with you. I, I gather. I don't, I, I think it's not an intern. It's a real job. And so what we're looking for is uh you know, we're looking for a candidate somewhere in America or someone that could work in America to come out to Hillsburg, live rent free for a whole year. Beautiful place, Hillsburg, you know, have a job that they're passionate about. You know, really, they'll start off with making wine with Dave Reddy. You know, they may work in the vineyards, but they might have interest in social media. They could be on our digital marketing team. Uh, if they're in the culinary space, maybe they get to be a part of our culinary team as they want to go off to be a chef. And so, you know, we're going to make it fun. We're going to make it fun. 
people that are passionate about life in general should apply. Uh, we've had a, an amazing response across America, and uh, we're excited to, to, to meet the thousands of candidates that we have already on the line, but I'm excited to meet the finalists and ultimately you know, the person that we hire should have a great, uh, a great experience and potentially a, an awesome career here in the wine space. Wait, I'm excited about it applying. Now, how do you I get, should. how do I get this job? What? You know, the, it really is easy. The thing is you, you take a video, you know, you show some passion. Uh, you maybe have some interest about wine. Maybe you do, maybe you don't. Uh, Murphy Good, what I always tell people is it's a serious brand, but we have fun doing it. And so if you're going to make the video, be serious, but have fun. And uh, you can always send it in it to a, I think the, the website is murphygoodwinery.com. So this is for one of the one of the uh, the uh, wineries that you own, Murphy Good. Murphy Good is one of the wineries that we owned. It's a, it's a winery that's been around maybe 35, 40 years. It was uh, started by three friends and uh, they were fun guys too. And uh, actually Dave Reddy Sr., who was a part of the original three, his son is actually the winemaker and has been for quite a while. And you're going to pay $10,000 a month, I see. So if I can re- live rent-free and drink for free, perhaps? You, you, you know, interesting. I, you, you can live rent-free, make 10000 a month, and we give you a year's worth of supply of wine. I mean, come on, Dave. I, I'm there. I'm there. I'm, I'm not going to worry about bulls and bears in the market. So you're not – I mean, your business, though, is not without – sort of black swans i mean you know forest fires we gosh we've read about these horrible 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 forest fires that have come through some of your area and then all of a sudden there's some kind of fungus that breaks out um you gotta be on your toes don't you let's talk about the good stuff david (laughs) (laughs) i thought we had been (laughs) you know yeah you know it's interesting that uh, really with the 17 the 19 and the 20 fires you know, they've, they've had its challenges and, uh, you know, and again, a lot of these small wineries have had its, had their troubles, you know, with the pandemic and then you throw in the fire and uh, you really got to get ahead of it. And uh, the thing, great thing about Jackson Family Wine is we have teams of people who work on projects. Last year, we created a, a fire squad team to actually try to put defensible space all around our vineyards and around our, on, around our wineries. Um, what I tell people all the time is in 2017, the big fire, you know, the wine industry got nicked, got nicked. But the community got devastated. Yeah. We lost 5,000 homes in Santa Rosa, 5,000 homes. But then you look at the 19 fire and this last year, the 20 fire, you know, the wine industry has taken some hits. And so it has its challenges. But, uh, you know, you got to be resilient. So and I think we are. I, I think it sounds great. I, 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 you know, I would imagine it's going to take a while to, to vet all those applications that you're going to have for a, for a job. But it sounds like a good job. So Rick Tickner is the CEO of Jackson Family Wines, former resident of Plano, and why he would give up Texas to move to a godforsaken place like Sonoma, I just don't know. But <laughs> we're jealous. Thank you for the time. All right. Thank you. Thanks. For more of our conversation with Mr. Tigner, go to krld.com slash CEO. I'm David Johnson, News Radio 1080 KRLD.